You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing great. Enjoying the spring. You know, it's funny you say that. Um, I'm not a huge spring guy. I prefer the fall for football alone. But, but of course, and also spring in Alabama, it's it starts to get hot as bejeebus. Um, It uh, you got pollen on every damn thing, and uh, also that means that. I've got to start squeezing into some of these bathing suits I've had <laughs> for seven years that I refuse to buy any new bathing suits. You're going to switch to the one piece this year? You're getting out of the two piece, two, getting out of the two piece era and into um, the one piece. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to do two piece. I'm going to need two piece. If these if, uh, start to get any more of these man boobs. We're going to the, um, um, we're going to the beach Saturday. We, we do the beach a lot during the spring and summer me and the wife and uh, she really enjoys it. And I, I now enjoy it a lot because I finally get to just sit and not have to do anything for a few hours. But uh, I bring my, my football magazine, sports illustrateds and, uh, and the tunes and the cold beer. And uh, it's just not, it's just not a horrible way to spend a day. No, it's going to be good. Um, but no, what I was saying was this spring is going to be a little bit different because I feel like we've hit the reset button on COVID. Oh, no, COVID's not over. No, coronavirus might be something we live with forever. So um, that's that's just a thing. I talked to a dude today who's a little bit older, and he said, you know, I just had the thought that I may never go into a Walmart again without wearing a mask, regardless of vaccines and whatever. And I was like, man, that's that's kind of crazy. But um, this it does feel like we're hitting a reset because it was about a year ago. Yep. Um, about a year ago that all this shit started. And now we get to, we see a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not, we're not out of the pandemic woods, but we're getting there. That's right. And uh, that's why that's one of the reasons I'm excited at things. They're not, they're not getting back to normal. They're just trending in the direction of normal. And that is in and of itself enough to get me excited. It was literally one year ago this week that the sports world came crashing to a halt. Uh, it was literally the day of the SEC, the, the night before the SEC tournament started, I guess, you know, which would be kind of today would be like almost the anniversary of that. And, uh, and now I, I'm just super optimistic about what things will look like going forward. Uh, and, and I tell you, when me and you talked all last summer, will there be a football season? One of the th- reasons I felt there would be and I was always pointing to it was Major League Baseball. And I'm like, you know, if baseball figured this out, everybody else is. I mean, baseball, they're all hemorrhaging money, but, but baseball's saving some of it. And, and I looked at baseball again, and by that I mean, where, what's the capacity going to be at these baseball games? And don't assume just because the capacity is one thing on opening day, April 1st, that it will be the same on July 1st. Um, I happen to think as the summer gets warmer, if the numbers continue to go down, down, and down, if baseball is at 100% capacity, my mid or late summer, 
then you know football will too. So uh, fun stuff. And uh, I, I like the spring because, see, my, my three favorite teams are Alabama football, Alabama basketball, and Atlanta Braves baseball. And March and April is like basically the only time of the year where all of it is happening at once. Where it went, now, Alabama football is simply practicing, but, uh, but the Braves are playing exhibition games, opening days April 1st. And the basketball team, as we know, is right in the thick of the middle of the postseason starting this week. So it's a good month for me. I like when uh, when I, there's plenty to talk about with all of my favorite teams. Um, Jimmy, I, I think for this particular episode, we're just going to bounce around a little bit um, sure. because there's not – you know, we can talk SEC tournament. I was going to save that for a little later on in the week. But, um, you know, so let's just – let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll start with a hodgepodge. All right, Jimmy, uh, first things first, one thing that happened, there's going to be a commitment made Saturday for yes. Emmanuel Henderson. I'm excited. Uh, I think it's going to be Alabama, like our position. I believe it's going to be to Alabama. If you'd asked me a year ago, I'd have told you he's going to Auburn. But there's been quite a, a bunch of upheaval in Auburn since that time. A lot of changes, new staff, who knows what the offense will look like. Um, he could go to Auburn. I know he's tight with Carnell Williams, the Auburn running back coach. Uh, it's going to be hard for him to tell Carnell he's going to Alabama, but uh, and I understand that. Um, but I, I, I am optimistic it's Alabama. He is a five-star as it stands now with the rankings, which makes this uh, a big-time pickup. He's a top two or three prospect in Alabama by every service. Uh, he is a running back from Geneva County, just like Saran Stacy in the in the 80s. Uh, so that's all great, and I'm excited to get him. I know me and you have talked about the fact that maybe he plays another position in college because he has the build of a defensive back. He just sort of looks like uh, an SEC defensive back, body style-wise. Uh, and, and I think he could be a great defensive back, but <laughs> – when, when you've built a five-star reputation with the ball in your hands, the dude just doesn't want to give up the ball in his hands. And is he good enough to be a running back in the SEC? Oh, heck yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I'm fine discussing the DB stuff, and maybe he moves there one day. But, but for right now, he's a five-star running back. So running back it is, and uh, I'm cool with that. No, I think this is a, a, a big commitment, and um, I th- do think that we will uh, we will get his commitment. And Rush Propes, you son of a bitch, you've done it again. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's just funny because I, I am in Ellick City with a lot of uh, Auburn buddies, and man, they are they just they they feel like this is the end all be all. Rush Propes is going to bring down the whole system, baby. And if he's going to bring down the whole system, he's going to bring down the system of marriage too, apparently. But uh, anywho, um, another guy that's out there, Bama Online did a story on the number two prospect in the country, a defensive lineman named Walter Nolan out of Tennessee. Um, He and Ty Simpson seem to be buddies. That's a positive. Uh, He is a big mama jamma, and Alabama would love to get him. Where, Where do you think we stand with him, Jimmy? Uh, in, in a good spot. I don't, I think Walter would be a kid who's probably not ready to commit anytime soon. 
I think with him, it's going to be a while. Uh, I think he's going to want to visit places. Uh, you know, defensive tackle is like the gold of, uh, of recruiting. He's, he's highly valued by all the power programs. Uh, I, I just think we're in as good a position as we can be for a kid who's pretty wide open. Uh, and I, I like our chances because Tennessee, you know, maybe it was going to be Tennessee, but they, they, they stupidly changed out their staff. Um, and uh, I, I, I would say Alabama has as good a chance as anyone else right now. Uh, I'm just not ready to pencil him into any projected class just yet, but he's a very, very good prospect that I would say, you know, a different style player, but uh, probably equally the prospect of Damon Payne, the five-star defensive tackle in the last class. So, it would be a big pickup. I've never seen the state of Tennessee so good like it is this year. I mean, Tennessee is usually sparse, uh, but there's there's 10 or 12. I mean, there's three difference-making quarterbacks in the state of Tennessee this class and multiple big-time wide receivers and now Walter Nolan. And it's it's a, it's got to be kind of an historical all-time year in Tennessee. I wonder if it's the uh, – that dramatic population change in the Nashville area is kind of blowing Tennessee up a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's so uh, ironic, I guess. State of Tennessee, absolutely loaded, and they don't have a gun. The university doesn't. I mean, right. they've got nothing. They've got, they, they have nothing th- th- to offer. Uh, I mean, it's hard to recruit new guys when the guys you have are bailing in droves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, and, and, you know, it's a different subject a little bit. But I don't know how LSU is, is recruiting with all the shit they got going on. I mean, it's a good time to strike some gold in Louisiana, if you ask me. But, hey, it's a good year in Alabama, too. Um, maybe it's not a year where there's eight five-stars in Alabama. But I, I know in, in my early looks at what I consider, like, the top 20 prospects in Alabama – I'm excited about every kid on that list. Now they ain't all good enough to play for Nick Saban's Alabama. I'm just saying it. It's a it's a pretty good year in in the state. Several kids that are good enough to play for Alabama, and and, and you get high quality SEC prospects all the way down into the into the 20s. And like I said, that linebacker group, you could just sign Robert Woodyard, Shamar James, Jeremiah Alexander, and and TJ Dudley. And you've signed a national elite linebacker class and have not left the state. Um, and then you have Emmanuel Henderson, who's a five-star. The quarterbacks are great. And I'm not saying – when when I say that, people get confused. They're like, Jimmy thinks we should have taken an in-state guy. I didn't say that. I, I love Ty Simpson. We did, we did the exact correct thing in taking Ty Simpson. I'm just saying I can't recall a year where there was like – seven or eight quarterbacks in the state of Alabama, I think are all good enough to play in the SEC somewhere. And that's very unusual. And we talked about Tanner Bailey on a couple of podcasts this week, and and he's going to Oregon, which is a national top 10 type program. And uh, there's plenty of other good ones out there too. Caleb Johnson, a a Louisville lean from Clay Chalkville, Bennett Meredith is a Spain park at quarterback country, QB country. We think he, is a uh, an SEC type player? Oh, I'll tell you a really good one. Uh, 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 as soon as I say that, my head went just totally blank. Uh, Kilcrease Tucker Kilcrease from Brantley, Alabama, which is a small school. Tucker Kilcrease is good. He is good. Landon Larry, probably the best quarterback in Mobile. 
in the 2022 class. Uh, he's also a Division I baseball prospect. Uh, a lot of lot of good in-state kids out there this year. Bunch. Uh, Kate Carruth, who is, yes, I think the grandson of Paul Ott Carruth, Kate Carruth at Hewitt Trustville. Oh, and of course, uh, uh, the kid at uh, Thompson, Connor, uh, Connor Harrell. Um, he's got a bunch of good offers. Yeah, I like Connor Harrell a lot, and it just feels like he's not blowing up the way I would thought he would blow up. But I really thought uh, he would you, too. I, but but he does have offers. He's got he's got some good offers. I, I thought he'd be a bigger deal than he is. But yeah, watch for that uh, Tucker Kilcrease. He is shockingly good. He's just at a one A school, and you know, good luck finding him. But uh, that dude can play. <laughs> he's also a great baseball player. If you, I mean, it's like a recruiting hide and go seek. <laughs> like we got a five star, but he's hidden away. It's <laughs> where's the five star Waldo? This um, kid is this kid is hidden, but he's got jaw dropping tape. You watch his tape, and it's like what? Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Manscaped. This tournament oh. season, take care of your baskets and your balls. Wink, wink. With the best tools for the job, we're talking about our sponsors, Manscaped the global leaders in male grooming from head to toe and everything in between. When the clock winds down in March, be clutch and avoid the upset with Manscaped Performance Package to keep all your hair and holes tamed. I, I, can't, I kind of can't believe I just said that. I'm Manscaped stunned. is trusted by... But when I'm reading this literally, I didn't make that up. That sounds like something I'd make up. I was like... When I was reading it, I was thinking, I, did I write this? No, I didn't write this. Uh, Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today with 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code LOCKEDONNCAA. That's promo code LOCKEDONNCAA for our exclusive offer. Your bracket isn't supposed to be perfect, but with Manscaped Performance Package, you can be confident that your nose, ear, and ball pubes are. Again, I didn't write this, but I do like, I, I'm fine reading it. It just, it's funny when it comes out of, <laughs> comes on to the, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. It took Including some in this package. <laughs> it took some testicular fortitude to read this. <laughs> Including in this package is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It provides proprietary skin safety. That I need, for sure. Oh, your balls are fine. It's the ears that are a problem. I don't worry about that. I worry about the nose and ears. I'm old now. But, Jimmy, let me say this. If you don't have to worry about shaving your balls if your ears are hairy, okay? <laughs> Nobody's ever getting down there if they're like, hey, I'm not... I'm not going going That's to That's what I'm saying. I got to I got to take care, I got to take care of the nose or ears and or, and, and the, before anyone cares about that. Oh my god, this is this may be our best sponsor ever. Manscaped, y'all please go check out Manscaped. And I know some of you hairy SOBs out there need it. I know you do. So go Don't check it out. Don't even think of getting on Tinder until you've got your Manscaped <laughs> supplies. Even, even if you're married. Hey, here's another thing. Oh. Um, even if you're married, the, the wife will appreciate this. And think about the surprise. Like you just walk in there and like you've cleaned up nicely. Everything's, you know, spit shined. I mean, man, that's going to be, going to be some good look for you. Um, Spring has sprung. <laughs> anywho, go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code locked on NCAA. 
NC, locked on NCAA at manscaped.com. All right, uh, Jimmy, uh, I also want to tell about everybody about balls. Well, wait a minute. I got a, got oh. a little, I got, I got a less uh, sexual live read when I talk about uh, bet online for the big NCAA basketball tournament. You got the SEC tournament coming up, you got the Pac 12, you got the Big Ten, you got the MAC. You got all these others coming up, ACC. You can bet against Duke. That's going to be fun this year because they kind of suck. So go to betonline.ag and do that. Betonline.ag is where you want to go. Go check them out and use the promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Free money. Go check out betonline.ag. You can bet on all these basketball tournaments. And, hey, if b-ball isn't your thing, go to reality TV and bet on that. That's what's cool. Bet on The Bachelor. I'm not watching The Bachelor, but I think they're down to like two or three. Man, you can get good odds on whoever's left. Or you can get really good odds on somebody that's already been cut that may make a surprise entrance or something. Go to betonline.ag and check them out. And uh, you can bet on reality TV, basketball, whatever you want to do. Betonline.ag, promo code locked on. Think you can bet on American Idol? I like oh, yeah. some Idol. I watch every minute of that. And, oh, did uh, you? By the way, uh, this again, since this is a. a hodgepodge of a podcast um a hodge podcast if you will um last night i don't watch the voice because it's i I don't like these singing shows anymore um but i it was on while i was doing something and all of a sudden the girl her name is like emma caroline or something she comes out and goes i'm emma caroline from tuscaloosa alabama and she did this whole thing and like they showed all these pictures she went to alabama she's 25 she gets up there and she knocks it out of the park. Um, she ends up getting on Team Blake or whatever. And um, she, he goes, now, tell me again your name. He's Emma Caroline, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Roll Tide. And, mm-hmm. like, all the judges were like, well, Roll Tide. You know, you were great. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of cool. That's so, so weird because on this past Idol Sunday night, uh, Katy Perry, who loves to rip on uh, Luke Bryan, boy, she, she was going on and on about – Roll Tide because uh, you know Luke Luke's a Georgia fan and he's lost Alabama a few times and Katie was giving him hell about it and Katie Katie was ending every sentence with Roll Tide to to piss off Luke Bryan it, it was uh it was it was amusing oh that's funny um yeah that's weird that Voice and American Idol would have Roll Tide references in the same week uh a more hodgepodge Dak Prescott former Mississippi State and Alabama opponent Dak Prescott. Four years, $160 million. I mean, look, everybody, go get paid. Go get your money. And I'm not hating on anybody. But I I just wonder at what point is this like the housing bubble? At what point do do these athletes that are making $40, $50 million a year, what time does the – when does the bubble burst? Because Dak Prescott's not going to win the Super Bowl, is he? He might. I, I think people would be surprised. I think, I think you know, there's two types of NFL fans. There's the one that soak up everything. They know everything. All they care about is the NFL. And they, they literally watch NFL Network seven days a week, and then the game's starting. They're fantasy football freaks, and they, they know everything. And then there's people who would be a little more like me and you that are, that are really knowledgeable about what's going on and enjoy it. We know who the major players are. And we know a lot, but I don't pretend to be some NFL savant. I think the savants, they know Dak is really good. 
uh, I, I think that there's a view from the outside that uh, that Dak isn't, you know, uh, you know, Drew Brees or, or Aaron Rodgers, and, and that's just sort of the way we view him. But I think from inside the league, I think he's highly valued. I think I read that apart from his injury, there's a, there's a stat, a deep dive stat called WAR, which is wins above replacement. What that means is some some geeks somewhere assign wins and say, okay, because you've got Dak, you win. Your your grade it wins above replacement means if Dak was replaced by an average NFL quarterback, does he have plus or minus? In other words, is he helping you win? And if so, how many more games are you winning because you have Dak? Per war, since he entered the league and became a starting quarterback, Dak has the highest war in the whole NFL. I, I was surprised to learn that, but it's, it's what I'm talking about. I think the deep dive analytics people are like, Dak's crazy good. And yeah, but people like same, me and you are like, you, eh, is he? But couldn't you, first of all, couldn't you say maybe Dallas's backup quarterbacks are stank? Must. They must because Dallas couldn't win a damn game. As soon as Dak got hurt, I don't know, did Dallas win like twice? I mean, they're picking 10th. So. Look, I, again, I'm not hating on the guy. I mean, fine, make your money. I'm just saying, like, it, boy, if, if Dak Prescott's worth $40 million a year, what's Aaron right. Rodgers worth? And then if he's worth $50 million a year, what's Pat Mahomes worth? If, right. And if he's worth $60 million a year, <laughs> you know, you can, what's Tom right. Brady worth? You keep well, that's what I'm saying. I, I think the analytics people think Dak is Mahomes, that he is Deshaun Watson. I think the analytics well, people think of Dak in those terms. I, I don't. I'm with, I, like, I don't. I, I think Dak is really good, really good, but I, I don't think he's a top three, top five guy. Not to me, but apparently I'm wrong is what I'm saying. I, I think he's better than I give him credit for. Um, and finally, Jimmy, we'll, we'll end with this. I just wrote this down because I, I know a lot of people already know this, but I just find this completely interesting. For the Alabama basketball crowd or people that love to say, well, Alabama never had a history, whatever. You know, Kentucky's won the SEC tournament 31 times. Second place, Alabama with six. <laughs> Third place, Florida with four, and I'm, I'm just assuming like their four have all come within the last 15 years. Yeah, right. Um, and then Tennessee also has four. And then um, Mississippi State, unbelievably, has three. And yeah, then their basketball well, history is not a joke. Mississippi State's basketball history is not a joke. They, I think they're, they're usually, they, I think they've always been pretty good, you know? Yeah, I mean, they've been okay. Um, yeah. Kind of a joke now. <laughs> They're not very uh, good right now, correct? But but I think general. What I mean is, we we know they were really good during the Richard Williams era, and you know Stansberry had them winning for sure. But my point is, I think even before Richard Williams, going back to pre-integration, I, I, I think Mississippi State's always had a. Well, I should say they've always been a competitive team in the league. Surely not Kentucky, but as you just pointed out, hell, Alabama's in second, and we're just a shadow of Kentucky. Yeah, uh, we're not even a shadow of Kentucky. I mean, look, Kentucky's the shit when it comes to basketball, but we're the shit when it comes to football. So that's, you know, here we go. And, and maybe we are when it comes to softball. So, you know, hey, we got two, you got one, baby. Um, anywho, uh, <laughs> that's a, how that works. Pod- that's exactly friend, how that works. A friend of the podcast, uh, John, my buddy, 
John Koch said, uh, can you and Jimmy please provide a little inside Iggy? Is that is that how the kids say info now? Really? Iggy? Iggy? Like that uh, Iggy Azalea rapper? Yeah, I guess. I don't right. He John's John's pretty close to my age, but he's always on the oh, cutting edge cool. of what the young cool. people do. Uh, John, John's John's uh he's he's always on the cutting edge. You should see him. He's a he's a flashy dresser. Ah, and, well, no, he's really not. I'm just I need some t- trying to build him up. <laughs> I hope he stopped listening right now. And he's like, boy, Luke thinks I'm a flashy dresser. Right, right before we give him the uh, inside Iggy on something. <laughs> All right, but anyway, I didn't finish my sentence. Can you and Jimmy please provide a little inside Iggy on Baloo and Dr. Ray? Is it Ray or Raya? That's Ray. That's what I thought. Okay. Yep. Um, I see the workouts and have started back up. And I see the workouts have started back up and wanted some insight on how they've changed things since they came in. Now, we're not going to talk about this right now. We're going to talk about this next podcast. It's a little, it's what we in the industry call a teaser, a teaser. Sweet. Yeah, Um, I know. I got some good Iggy on all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. All right, buddy. Uh, Roll Tide. Roll Tide.